Hello and welcome to Mashley at the Movies. I'm Matt. I'm Ashley. This is a special edition of Mashley <laughs> at the Movies. So it's uh, Black History Month in February, and we decided to focus on uh, a movie each week that we think kind of fit into the Black History mold mm-hmm. in some respect. Um, so uh, our first one is going to be The Learning Tree, which is a personal favorite of mine going back many years. And Ashley, you want to tell us about it? Sure. So The Learning Tree was directed by Gordon Parks, who prior to directing this movie was a, a well-known photographer and writer. He wrote a, a kind of a semi-autobiography called The Learning Tree, I think, um, that this movie is based on. And um, this was his directorial debut. Um, he became, with this movie, one of the very first kind of um, mainstream black directors. And so it has a, you know, a great deal of historical importance. And it tells a story. Like I said, it's semi-autobiographical. He grew up in uh, Kansas in the 20s. And the movie is kind of a coming-of-age story about a young man who um, is kind of growing up in, in, in this small town, um, confronting racism, you know, trying to be, find his way um, into adulthood. Um, and yeah, that's basically what it's about yeah um i love this movie i hadn't seen it for many years until we watched it in order to to prep for for this podcast but um i first saw it back in my teens early to mid teens uh and or even maybe in my tweens i don't know but Mm -hmm. back then and watched it with my friend derek who's african-american and i'm i'm part black and Mm -hmm. anyway it was it was interesting. It, it moved me. And the movie's from 1969. And I think back in, in when I saw it in the late 80s, or early 90s, it was streaming shown on HBO or something. And um, there's just so much going on, and I mean that in a good way. And then um, that it, it just, it's a very rich and full movie. So, you know, the main character is Newt, who I think is sort of a stand-in for Gordon Parks, I mm-hmm. think. But, um, you know, it's set in southeast Kansas, um, Newt is 15 years old and he's got a family and, and they're all like a very loving family, even a bit of an extended family. So, you know, he's got his mom and dad and his mom is just great. I have to give a shout out to Estelle Evans, who I loved her <laughs> in this role, uh, Sarah, his, his uh, Newt's mother. Uh, and then he's got, I think, you know, I don't know, cousins, aunts, uncles, something like that. I mean, he's got a blind, is it uncle? I think so. Um, who gives a very good little speech at one point. Mm-hmm. Um, and I should say too, Newt is played by Kyle Johnson, who uh, is really good in this movie. But also, just a little bit of trivia: is the son of Nichelle Nichols, who played um, mm-hmm. Lieutenant Uhura in Star Trek. And what I found interesting is, you know, the portrayal of white people in this movie, because it is not—it's um, not a stereotype. I mean, it, it's. These, everyone in this movie, black or white or whatever, is is portrayed with some level of, of they're fleshed out and they're they are they're nuanced, you know. Mm-hmm. So you have some white people. In fact, I noticed all law enforcement in this movie is 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 terrible. Yeah, right. <laughs> that is that that is, there is no nuance to that. I mean, they're just mm-hmm. bad, um, like the police and stuff. But um, like the judge in this movie is, is really he's a white a white guy and he's. Um, Portrayed is very, you know, sagely and mm-hmm. stuff. Um, there's a principal at the school who 
gives a really interesting, I guess, speech, if you want to call it, or not really speech, but, you know, he mm-hmm. has interesting things to say. Very progressive, I guess, for the time. Um, Newt has a friend, uh, you know, a peer who's, who's white, who at first you think is cool, but then you, yeah, maybe not as cool as you thought he was. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, yeah, then there's the general people who, you know, he runs into white people who some are they don't sometimes race doesn't even become an issue like there's white and black people hanging out together like you know shooting craps or doing whatever and they're just um they're just together there isn't an issue brought up about race Mm -hmm. which i found very interesting um and then sometimes yeah you know they're kicked out of a place for being black the white owner kicks them out or Mm -hmm. some people shot the n-word at them or they use the word boy a lot Mm -hmm. derogatorily and so it's it's interesting. It's a spectrum, and I, that's one of the things I appreciate about it. Yeah, so this is my first time seeing the movie, and um, I liked it a, quite a bit. Um, it's obvious to me that, that you know he he was a photographer because I think the movie looks really good, um, and I'm sure we owe a lot to the cinematographer mm-hmm. on, on the film as well. But I just think visually, it, it's it's very beautiful. Um, like you said, it's set in southeast Kansas. This is an area of the world with which I am familiar. And <laughs> I think they do a good job kind of capturing the, the look and feel of Southeast Kansas. Um, there, there, but there are some fantastic shots. Um, there was one scene with the, the sunset and the horses silhouetted against mm-hmm. it. And, uh, just, just beautiful. So it's a very, it looks great. It's a very well-made film. It's filmed in Fort Scott. Fort Scott. Uh, you've, you've been there? I have been there, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah not too far from where I went to college. Um, so the story, I would say, you know, it touches on a lot of serious issues. Racism mm-hmm. is the big one. Um, and, I, and I think it, it does that well. It's, it, it's a very, but at the same time, it's very gentle. It's, it's a gentler movie about racism than I think would be made today. Oh, yeah. Um, it's, kind of very sentimental mm-hmm. as well um you know if it, it feels kind of old-fashioned um which it, i mean it's made in 69 which you know there were some kind of progressive movies being made at that time mm-hmm. but um it definitely feels like it's of another time um it it has kind of a feeling of when i was when i was watching it it felt like kind of like a memory you know how like bad things can go down but then like 20 years later when you look back in general you might remember that time fondly yeah this is kind of how it feels to me like there's a lot of fondness for the family for the for the environment for the location but then there's also a lot of you know bad stuff that it's has to address as well um but it just it seems kind of like there's this gloss over it Um, because there's a lot of like positive things in this movie you mentioned the the principal giving that his little progressive talk, and then the the, the judge um, giving his progressive talk. There's there's a couple of moments where there's like white people doing saying very progressive things, and I'm like, wow, did this is 1920s Kansas? Did they really talk like that? I mean, it's his story. I don't know how much he just made up or how much really happened, but um, it it rang a little untrue. But at the same time, it was like, wow, it's. I hope that really did happen because it was really great. Um, I, I would think that the, I don't know. I mean, I would think that even if it didn't happen exactly like the way it's depicted mm-hmm. in the movie, it was obviously happening uh, uh, all over. I sure. mean, um, because 
the way things have progressed throughout the decades and centuries is mm -hmm. because of people being around like that, right? Sure. People who were moving the needle, who were like, you know, who were saying, um, you know, things like that and, 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 and nudging things along. Yeah. It's not been very quick. It's been very slow. I think sometimes we, I was just talking with someone the other day who says that, you know, this incremental progress isn't good and it never works and stuff. And I'm like, I don't know. I think that that's, I think that the, that's the only way it's ever worked, right? Mm -hmm. I think sometimes people think that progress happens quickly or suddenly. I think that what happens is a lot of things have been happening incrementally and then finally the dam breaks. Sure. But I don't think that something just suddenly happens out of the blue. Mm -hmm. It's been happening for a while. Um, something I will say, I, I just had to look this up because um, I thought that was correct. So another town that you are familiar with in Southeast Kansas is Girard, uh -huh. which is, if you look at like Fort Scott and Girard on a map, they're very close. Yeah. yeah. Um, so if you look in Wikipedia, which apparently <laughs> has information to back it up here, um, it says in the first decades of the 20th century, Girard became a hub of socialist politics. Um, so they had a socialist periodical published there called Appeal to Reason. And yeah, so... yes. I don't know whether that bled over to <laughs> Fort Scott or wherever, you know, Gordon Parks was from actually in this right. area. But, you know, that's that's something that this movie rang a bell for me there. Yeah. yeah. Um, I want to talk about the the depiction of African-Americans in this film because it's interesting. They are sort of depicted across a wide social spectrum. Mm -hmm. So Newt and his family, um, I mean, they have a decentish house. I mean, it's not, you know, I don't know if I'd even go as far as to call it middle class, but mm -hmm. it's, it's not a, a hovel or anything mm -hmm. like that. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, now there's another character that's focused on quite a bit here named Marcus and his dad, mm -hmm. um, Booker Savage. Um, and they live in a, a shack basically. Mm -hmm. Um, so there's that, right. So you've got the savages and then you've got Newton, his family, the savages being the last name of the, of, the, of Marcus and his, his dad, Booker. Uh, so Marcus and Booker's house. And then you've got Newton, his family. And then there's a, another family that comes to town and I don't remember their last name, but they're introduced in church. And then Book, uh, Newt ends up, um, um, dating one, the, the mm -hmm. girl. They're like particularly well to do. Mm -hmm. I mean, that is a very middle class house that they live in. Yeah. Um, now, Newt's mom cleans the judge's house, and that is upper middle class, if you want to call it that, right? Or probably for the time, maybe even rich. Right. Um, so I, I, but I found it interesting. I mean, the, the, this, and, I, and again, this is Gordon Parks' semi-autobiographical book-slash-movie. I don't know if he would just lie or make things up. So this is from a man who grew up in 1920s Kansas, and this is apparently what the social spectrum was for African-Americans at the mm -hmm. time. I think that's fascinating. And I think that it's a perspective that we don't see portrayed very often. Yeah. Um, and I think it's a good look in at kind of history there. Well, I thought that in the movie kind of makes a point about um, the fact that Marcus and his dad have live in a particular way helps explain why Marcus is the way he is. Oh, yeah. And there's and there's a there's a scene where Newt's mother kind of appeals to the judge to 
you know, be a little lenient on Marcus because he didn't have a mother. Mm-hmm. You know, his father is not the best role model mm-hmm. and they, you know, they, they, they don't live in a nice house. And so there's very much this concept of how you're raised and what your situation is, is kind of, kind of, um, revealing who you become or, or can become. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I found that very interesting that the movie takes that position. Yeah. So. And it's interesting. I agree totally with that, that, you know, you have, Newt and Marcus, who are both African-Americans, both living in, in, in southeast Kansas in the 1920s, mm-hmm. but have very different lives. Yeah. And a lot of that, though, is down to their upbringing yeah. and their family. And there's a perpetuation here. I mean, I'm not sure how um, Newt's family got to where they were, but they got into a better position than Marcus's family. Mm-hmm. And... It also, I think this also goes to show, and I think what I was getting at earlier is one thing I like about this movie, it is it, it sort of shows that it's not one size fits all for African Americans. Mm-hmm. Because I think, you know, sometimes, even when black people talk about black people, they talk about it as like, like we're all just uh, a monolith, we're all, we're all monolithic, you know, and that, you know, we, we just, we're all the same and we all have this background and we're all you know, whatever. And I'm like, well, no, like, for example, just looking at this, something happened. Something happened with Newt's family to where, you know, they were doing better. Then there was something happened with that family that moved to town that Mm -hmm. they were doing even better. Mm -hmm. And then something happened with Marcus and his dad that did not work out well for them. And now, to to be fair, I mean, they're all facing oppression to a certain point, right? But... Something I also find interesting with, with Marcus and his dad is his dad Booker is very uh, he's 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 not a good dad. I mean that's kind of portrayed in this movie. Like when Marcus goes to prison for a little bit or jail or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, Booker never comes to visit him. Right, and you can just tell in general, like there's a tornado in the very first part of the movie, I think, and things are bad, and like Booker just just doesn't let Marcus come in the house or something, and like just tosses him out. Mm-hmm. I mean he he also makes him a dinner and doesn't understand, I guess, why Marcus seems a little, like, not into it, right? But um, anyway, there's interesting things going on there with, I guess I'll call it masculinity. That seems to be the buzzword these days. But, mm-hmm. you know, Booker Savage is um, a man who has not learned how to um, be open about, you know, to, to be to be gentle Mm -hmm. to be kind to be open about his feelings in a in a productive way Mm -hmm. and it is filtered onto marcus i mean on the one hand you can tell marcus doesn't like that but he's also learned to be like that Mm -hmm. he's very rough and very violent and i think he's learned it directly from his dad yeah um yeah that's a very good point i think part of it is Part of it is the racism that he and his dad encountered during their lives. But you can't always just blame racism because then you also have these other examples of, you know, Newt and his family, whatever, who don't behave in that way. And so that's kind of, it kind of reminds me of sometimes this thing I hear people talk about where, you know, um, it's not necessarily about the circumstances that you find yourself in, but how you decide to face those circumstances that defines who you are. Right. I thought 
I was surprised to how much respect, I'll say, Newt's family had in the community. Um, you mentioned the judge before. Mm-hmm. You know, he listened when um, Newt's mother spoke to him. And mm-hmm. she obviously um, meant something to him. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a, there's a, we haven't mentioned an older couple um, in the movie who are farmers, I think. Mm-hmm. And they obviously have respect for Newt and his family. And, um, yeah, they're, they're very kind of accepting of them. And, um, I don't know, you go into, I go into a movie like this and I I almost expect every white character to be evil, but there were some, as we mentioned before, there were some really good white characters in this movie and, um, some respect shown to the black families that I wasn't expecting. And that's what I kind of meant earlier saying this is kind of a gentler film than I Mm -hmm. was expecting it to be. Um, but perhaps a more honest film. I I don't know. But well, film is a medium and film is, you know, there, I won't say there's always, but there's sometimes an agenda to film making. Mm -hmm. Right. And it can be good or bad. It can be an agenda you may agree with. Um, but I think a lot of, I think we're, what we're used to in more recent times is the agenda for filmmaking when it comes to race mm. in recent times is to, to get people ginned up and get people like, like that ready to, you know, you know, revolution or, or I don't know, I mm-hmm. to be upset and to be angry and to, to fight against racism. Mm-hmm. And I don't think anyone doubts, well, some maybe, but I don't think most Intelligent people doubt that there's racism out there, right? Mm-hmm. But again, it kind of goes down to not the circumstances that you find yourself in, but how do you deal with those circumstances? You know, how do filmmakers these days deal with the circumstances of racism versus how did Gordon Parks deal with it mm-hmm. in 1969 when he made this movie? Um, and what did he experience when he grew up? And yeah, so I think there's a certainly a difference in filmmaking. And you can, you know, it's, it's up to you, dear dear listener, whether you agree <laughs> whether it's been a good change or a bad change or, or neutral. But this this reminds me of something my dad told me one time, and I didn't always agree with a lot of stuff my dad said, but this always stuck with me. So my dad was African American, my mom was white, and um, I, I I was young and I was going off on on somebody about something and they happened to be white i wasn't talking to them i was just talking to my dad about it and i then decided to kind of cast a wider net and just kind of lump all white people into this particularly negative category Mm -hmm. and my dad stopped me Uh, and my dad said you know you need to understand that we i think meaning you know african-americans like we wouldn't um be where we are today without the help of a lot of good white people and I always stuck with me and it kind of jolted me out of my, you know, my little rant. And that being said, my dad was also uh, not one to shy away from, you know, if he saw racism or if he saw white people not doing things very well, mm-hmm. he would be the first one to comment on it mm-hmm. as well. And I think that encapsulates this film in that this film has some good white people in it, right? Uh, but it also has some racist white people in it doing mm-hmm. bad things. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't shy away from um, portraying either of those um, realities. Right. And that's one of the things I like about it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> well, you give this out of 10. Uh, I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. 
Yeah, um, I give it a nine. So our score is an eight and a half. I'm sure it's on the tomato meter. You can look it up. <laughs> so, uh, thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks. Thanks.